Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hi, I'm Lamberto Camacho. I'm the managing director of Solar Direct in Mexico and Central America. If you're looking for the best information and tips on how to develop and sell solar in Latin America, well, look no further. Keep listening to the Suncast with my friend, Nico Johnson. Hey there, and welcome to episode seven of Suncast, the only podcast dedicated to solar professionals in Latin America. My name is Nico Johnson, and I'm so grateful you're joining me today for our weekly conversation with solar industry experts and thought leaders. I believe that personal connections coupled with in-depth market data is the most effective way to stay ahead of the trends. Whether you're listening on your commute, your lunch break, or sneaking it in over the weekend, it's my hope that this show helps give you the tools, insights, and resources to lead the solar revolution in Latin America, the fastest growing solar market in the world. I draw from my own personal experience in Latin America over the last decade working in solar, digging up the timeless truths and lessons learned along the path with some of the most experienced folks in the biz. As always, I am so grateful for your feedback. Thanks so much to those of you who've reached out weekly to comment on the show. Provide input, constructive criticism, hey, all is welcome. A special shout out this week to my good friend Steve down in Mexico, who brightened my week by letting me know that Suncast is his preferred playlist on his recent flights to and from the United States. I'm curious, do you have suggestions or comments? Why don't you fire me an email? Nico at mysuncast.com is my email. Drop a line on the website through the contact form. You can even tweet me at Nico Mayo, N-I-C-O-M-E-O. And especially, as many of you have, reach out on LinkedIn. I've actively incorporated your input into the show. Well, today on Suncast, having received a few requests and follow-up from the question and answer episode, I decided to do another solo episode. We're going to touch on the holiday season, planning, quick recap of all the previous episodes, and I'll contribute to the reading list with what's on my nightstand, as well as share an article I wrote earlier in the year all about finding, or being, the right local partner. I hope you enjoy this solo round. Here we go. All right, welcome to this episode, and happy holidays. We've successfully made it through the the turkey comatose of Thanksgiving. Hopefully you have reminded yourself and those around you how grateful you are to not only be alive, but to be working in such a phenomenal industry at a time when the inflection point for solar adoption globally, but in particular in the Americas, is unprecedented. Really thanks again for all the great feedback we've received on the show. It literally is fuel in the tank. It keeps me motivated and excited and energized to get on the mic every week and share information with you about what we are up to, what we're seeing happening in the region. And I hope that you take the value from all the information that you get here on Suncast. With that in mind, I'm going to do a quick recap of the last six episodes leading to today. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to them, then this certainly is a script notes version. But I encourage you to go back and listen. Each one is about 40 to 50 minutes long. 
and they're chock full of great information uh, on everything from market data analysis to winning tenders. You'll see. In episode one, kicking off Suncast, we started with my good friend Adam James. Adam has a great analytical approach to the numbers supporting his claim that Latin America is the fastest growing market in the solar industry in the world. His bold prediction was that this time next year, there'll be a very clear leader in the Mexico's residential solar race, which may have been precipitated by his latest news, which I'm so happy for. Adam, congratulations. Adam's now the deputy director for global strategy and policy at Solar City. Previously, he was running the analytical side for Green Tech Media Research, particularly focused on emerging markets. And he wrote the Latin America PV playbook for the last couple of years, I think. And, you know, thanks to his massive contributions to the industry and understanding of these emerging markets and how they're contributing to the global solar landscape, um, we all have better data to work on. And I'm sure that his contributions have been part of why a global leader like Solar City would steal him away from Green Tech Media. Adam, congratulations on your move. Proud of you, buddy. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show. Moving on to episode two, we had Marco Garcia, one of the most dynamic personalities in our industry. He's been around in the industry for quite a while, and he gave us a primer on new market development, shared a lot of great stories about his days at PowerLight and SunPower and really the early days of solar. And he goes into great detail about how NextTracker became one of the fastest growing companies in our industry, ultimately leading to an acquisition by Flextronics earlier in the year, based in part on their ability to attract key customers like Sun Edison. Marco highlights that in such a small industry, and especially in Latin America, the relationships you build extend beyond just the company you work for. They can span an entire career, influencing your ability to penetrate new markets and prospect lists. In episode three, Camilo Patrinani of Greenwood Energy discussed with us the keys to good Latin American solar development. Camilo keyed in on being very client-centric, and he shared with us the three legs of the stool for securing a solid solar project. He warns, however, to have a sharp eye on the legal aspects as contract structure is often a linchpin in your ability to finance and even flip a project down the road. Key takeaways? There is a sharp focus on the distributed generation market, in, uh, especially in Central America. And one of Camilo's formulas for success is finding a good, strong local contact that you can partner with foreigners who bring specific development knowledge to the team. In particular, if you can find a foreigner who has been embedded, has become embedded in the local market for a number of years. Camilo has possibly my favorite prediction thus far, which is energy will be free in the next 20 years. May it be so, my friend Camilo, and thanks for contributing to Suncast as well. In episode four, Edgar Arvizu of S Power came on the show and talked from his very broad experience in developing and financing solar in new markets. He's had experience everything from the first large-scale solar development in Puerto Rico, a huge 5-megawatt project at that time for the convention center, to winning some of the first large utility projects in Peru and Honduras. Edgar and I drilled down to what it takes to bring these projects to fruition. In his words, nothing short of great teamwork. 
and even gets into some of the intricacies of currency risk and protecting your investment. Edgar shares inside knowledge of how he thinks about solar tender strategy, which is helpful for all those who are now considering entering some of the upcoming tenders in Mexico, El Salvador, and other countries yet to be announced. In episode five, yours truly did a question and answer session looking at some of the listener questions related to doing the show in Spanish, which conferences are uh, up and coming, which to attend, what exactly is the Latin America and Caribbean Solar Alliance, or LAXA for short, and how do you find a good local partner? On that last note, I've received some really good follow-up, so today I'll also be sharing further insights from an article I wrote on the Conergy blog about this topic earlier in the year. Last but not least, last week we had Lamberto Camacho on the show. Lamberto is a great friend of mine, and he's one of the most experienced guys I know when it comes to starting from scratch in a new market and finding opportunities and early wins. Lamberto and I discuss his early days of solar development as the first solar IPP in many countries in Africa, and I worked to get him to open up about his recent success in winning the Panama PV tender. Lamberto explains how he pivoted from product to project development and why, and he also shares Keen insights into managing the expectations of your stakeholders. A key takeaway, winning a power tender is not rocket science. You have to de-risk the payments and industrialize the process. Not sure what that means? Look for Lamberto on LinkedIn, on Twitter, or at one of the shows I mentioned in episode 5, and he'll be happy to dive deeper with you. While we really have covered a lot of ground in the last two months, in only six short episodes, and I'm grateful that you've uh, that you've stuck through it. Hopefully, for those of you who've listened to all the episodes, gosh, I'm so thankful that you have found and are finding value in this show and continue to come back. And now it's December, getting ready for the next year. What do we do in December? Well, it's a good question. Most of Latin America, as with the rest of the world, is in pure holiday mode. Uh, from November on in countries like El Salvador and Panama, you really it's hard to get uh, meetings booked. And folks who have projects in the hopper are trying to get them closed out, right? So if you're one of those project developers that is working on projects that need to be closed out, you don't need to be listening to Suncast. You don't need to be listening to how to plan your year. You've got your hands full. Congratulations. And if you're all caught up on your work and you're looking out to the new year, I encourage you, sit down today, this week. It's December 2nd today when this show comes out. Sit down, spend a half hour, an hour, planning out what your next 30, 90, 180, and 365 days are going to look like. Think of it in terms of quarters. That's how most of the companies in our industry tend to operate. And what I like to do is I like to look a year out from now. And I say, what is it that I want to see, have seen accomplished? And I back in through time and say, well, to have accomplished X, I had to do Y and Z. And I back into what are the fundamental key steps that got me to that successful conclusion. I spend... Most of December, following up with my friends and prospects in the industry, planning for the next year, I treat, you know, December's the new January, as they say, and I reflect on the year, 
making sure I've hit my goals and targets, and resetting expectations for the new year to come. I'd love to hear your goals. Love to hear how you plan your year out, how you plan for the next year, or even a shout out on Twitter of what has been your greatest accomplishment this year. One of my greatest accomplishments is having launched this podcast, and uh, I'm grateful that you're along for the ride, as I've mentioned a number of times. I mentioned earlier that I'm going to share one of the articles that I, uh, that I wrote earlier in the year. The article was a precursor to a presentation I gave at Green Power Conferences in March in Panama called Being a Great Local Partner, Four Tips to Stand Out. I truly developed this from the perspective of local companies in Latin America who are trying to attract a strong international partner. Perhaps you've already developed a project. Perhaps you have a track record of work in another sector and you're moving into the solar industry. How do you position yourself as an attractive, quote-unquote, local company the likes of which a Camilo Patrunani from Greenwood would, uh, would look for and would consider reputable and viable as a local partner. On the flip side, as you listen to these four steps, or four li- these four key components, and if you are one of those international developers or investors looking at moving into Latin America, think about how you're positioning yourself to be a good international partner based on this list and how you judge the criteria on which you are choosing a good local partner. With that, let's go into the the four tips on how to stand out as a good local partner. Tip number one, let your work and reputation speak on your behalf. You know, investors have a really good understanding on the markets in which they want to invest. International companies do due diligence long before starting their local partner searches. They do diligence on who is doing what in the market. In many cases, that's how they find a local partner. So make sure that you can substantiate 100% the claims and project references that you are providing. Now bring that up because obviously it's something I've experienced. It's daunting to go through meeting after meeting and hear folks uh, on, on the local level talk about the work they've done. But given the time that I and many of my colleagues have in the industry, we generally all know one another. It is a small industry after all. And it always surprises me, though I guess it should not, when I'm sitting in someone's office and they begin bragging about a project that perhaps I've already looked at in detail as a potential investor. And they'll tell me all the nitty-gritty details of how they've contributed to that project, in many cases, uh, in ways that are unfounded, apart from perhaps providing a proposal, an in-depth proposal to the developer in question. And this happened in particular uh, on a project in, in Panama that was laughable because in one meeting... Uh, the gentleman brought up the specific names of three close friends of mine in the industry. Now, I don't, I don't expect that he knew they were all close friends of mine, but the first thing I did, actually in the meeting, I was sending WhatsApp messages to the guys whose names he was name-dropping 
asking if he was legitimate. By the end of the meeting, I already had answers back from two of the three of them to not waste my time with that quote-unquote local partner. So I'll hark to a motto that that stands out in my mind. I'm from South Carolina, but our neighbor to the north, North Carolina, has the state motto, Esse quam videri, which is a Latin phrase meaning to be rather than to seem. Tip number two, show how your skills translate. Don't have solar experience specifically? Maybe you can translate your experience as a roofer, a local general contractor or builder, an electrician, and more, specifically outlining how your skills can contribute as a local partnership for an international investor. A great example of this is one of the companies that um, has proved a good local partner is, uh, is a real estate firm. And in their pitch for how they could serve me in the market, they specifically highlighted their connections as a real estate firm to uh, a number of large commercial industrial customers. And, uh, and it was extremely insightful to understand how they can help present the value proposition of our company to potential customers and investors in the local market. See, they don't have direct solar experience, but they certainly knew how to highlight and reference their own local expertise to create value for our potential partnership. Tip number three, highlight your standards. You know, meeting international certifications and standards is a huge plus. Are you compliant with many of the uh, of the standards that we want to see companies adhere to, such as the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act? What about Occupational Safety and Healthy Administration standards, OSHA? In many cases, you could be an electrical contractor who is already meeting ISO, International Organization for Standardization, ISO standards. And then last but not least, it really helps if you can make your financials transparent to future partners and regulators. One of the biggest concerns as an international investor that we're going to have coming into a local market is always a curiosity and a concern around the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act about how financial transactions are effectuated. And we want to make sure that everything is completely above board. So highlighting how you meet those standards or even exceed them in your company presentation, in your LinkedIn page, in every way that you provide publicity about your company further elevates your appearance as a good, solid local partner. And then I'd say number four, leverage your existing network. International firms will often seek advice from their local embassy, from legal or accounting and tax firms, and from other counselor advisors on who we should partner with as a local company. I reach out most often through the embassy or through our uh, legal representatives or legal firms who provide referrals, who provide introductions. The only way that my introductions into other legal firms, for example, in Honduras or El Salvador, have yielded local partner relationships that are worth my time have been through customers or friends of these firms letting their counterparts know their interest in solar and how their value proposition for solar could benefit a potential inbound uh, partner or customer. 
Trust me, these guys need your help too, as you can help open doors and facilitate risk mitigation through the relationships you bring to the table. So reference letters from your partners, referral letters from your customers are all good signs and they're leveraging your existing network to position yourself on an, a higher uh, level and an, a more international platform. Let's review. Be specific about your company's experiences. Show how your skills will translate directly to the solar industry if you're not already uh, if you're not already seeing development experience in the solar industry. Highlight your track record and leverage your professional network. All four of these. I have personally experienced as keys to developing a good, solid foundation for local partnership. And I hope that you will find them interesting too. I'll post this PDF of the presentation on the website, on the blog, so that you can review it for yourself. Happy to share that with you. And I'm going to jump into now a couple of things that I always have at the end of the show. We'll just go ahead and look at them from a personal perspective. Now, I always ask guests on my show if they could name a couple of books or tools or tips that they're using that have impacted the way they are working or the way they understand the market. What's on my nightstand, and I'd love to share with you, is Strengths Finder 2.0, the number one Wall Street bestseller from Tom Rath that specifically focuses on leveraging your talents and your strengths. In the inside cover, he asks, do you have the opportunity to do what you do best every day. And he gives very specific statistics throughout the book on how not leaning on your strengths and not leaning on your skills and your talents can lead to worker attrition. So he specifically looks at how managers should be leveraging and and encouraging the talents and strengths of the employees and finding other ways to mitigate weaknesses than simply working hard on fixing and strengthening the weaknesses. Another book that is on my bookshelf, and I've been reading just in the beginning of it, but it's just a fascinating book, and I want to share it. It's called The Chimp Paradox by Dr. Steve Peters. Subtitles, The Mind Management Program to Help You Achieve Success, Confidence, and Happiness. And simply put, the context of this book is around the notion of the monkey brain, right? That that part of your brain that just jumps from topic to topic. He says your inner chimp can be your best friend or your worst enemy, and this is, in fact, the chimp paradox. And knowing how to harness that energy is what will help you uh, succeed or sabotage your own happiness and success. Both of these books are helping me right now really understand a little bit more about myself, and um, and I, I, I can't recommend them highly enough. I've also been digging into a book that was recommended by Mr. Camilo Patrinani called Bold by Peter Diamandis. And that book is just fascinating as well. I'd like to share last an article that recently appeared in Solar Industry Magazine by Mr. Michael Petre. It's titled Latin America Beckons as Solar's New World. I'll put a link to that article in the show notes on the blog. And I'd encourage you to read it, not because I'm featured in the article, but because it really looks at how the Latin American market is beginning to develop. If you haven't had a chance to read it, just do a Google search uh, with that title, um, and you'll come up with it, Latin America Beckons as Solar's New World. I'll be sure to tweet that out as well. And keep an eye 
on the Suncast blog for more article contributions coming up in the new year as I expect to be partnering with Michael and a few other editors on uh, on more thought leadership pieces in uh, key journals like Solar Industry Magazine. Thanks, Michael, for the opportunity to contribute, the opportunity to participate with you in, in that story. Another question I ask is, what one thing do you do consistently that yields the greatest impact or results in your personal professional life? And I, I've mentioned it before in commentary to some answers to this question on the show, and I'll highlight it here. For me, the one thing this year that has made all the difference, and it's hands down, far and away above everything else, is meditation. And I started meditating back in December using an app called Headspace. Headspace, you can download for free their Take 10 app and use it for 10 days and try it out. If you're wondering, like, hey, is this a little touchy-feely? It's a little hokey. I promise you there's a, there's a lot of research today on the importance of mindfulness, the importance of taking time to focus and uh, and separate the wheat from the chaff, if you will, in your mind. Another app that I've used that as I've grown more accustomed to meditating and, and don't necessarily need the guided meditations from Headspace is an app called Insight Timer. I really like Insight Timer. Uh, they have both an iOS and an Android app. So I recommend those both to you. And more than that, I recommend meditation. And if you're looking for a good book that highlights the context around meditation, especially from a mind perspective, uh, I recommend The Power of Now. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Well, in current events, one of the things that I'm really interested to understand is why the base de licitaciones from Mexico still isn't out. It lends credibility to our friend uh, Lamberto's projection last week in his crystal ball that it will, in fact, be delayed. Time will tell how long it will be delayed. However, it uh, does not appear to have been released this week, which uh, was the commitment by the Mexican government. So we'll keep our eye out on that. El Salvador also has not been released. My communications and, and conversations with Del Sur a couple of weeks ago would suggest it probably won't be released until uh, until January or February. So when they come out, you'll be the first to know if you're listening to Suncast. And, you know, by the way, I'd love to hear from people who are looking at these tenders. Perhaps you're looking for a partner or an investor for Mexico or Central America, you know, Mexico in particular. It goes without saying, uh, I'm involved in project development. I have a pretty large network and, uh, and direct access and influence for getting projects done. So if you're, if you're interested in how you can improve your chances in the Mexico tender or how you can come up with a strategy for uh, Latin America PV tenders in general, feel free to reach out, Nico, at mysuncast.com. I'd love to have a conversation with you about that. And I'm going to put something on the show today that will be a recurring theme moving forward. It's called the parting quote. I love quotes. Quotes motivate me and if you ever have a chance to see my office, it's surrounded on the walls by quotes that are motivating uh, and, and get, get one in the right mindset. So bearing in mind the recent uh, book I've been reading on harnessing your talents and strengths, I'll have this parting quote for you today. Hide not your talents. They for use were made. What's a sundial in the shade? That from the eponymous 
Benjamin Franklin. Well, I'm ecstatic that you've listened to today's conversation with me, my friend. I'm certain you are taking with you some wonderful tips on how to improve on your game in the coming week. If you haven't yet listened to the first six episodes, I encourage you to put them on your holiday playlist or cue them up next time you're about to take a long flight, like my buddy Steve. As always, if you like the show, please retweet what you heard or what you see me posting via Twitter. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Nico Mayo, N-I-C-O-M-E-O. And if you did enjoy the show, please consider sharing that love by heading over to iTunes and subscribing. While you're there, consider leaving us a rating and review. The feedback is helpful, so I know what you're looking to get in upcoming episodes. If you have a suggestion for someone you think should be on the show, please head over to www.mysuncast.com and leave me that feedback. You could also shoot it to me on Twitter, that's fine. Hey, since you're already going to be on the website, you should check out the other episodes that I mentioned before and subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be notified by email every time a new episode of Suncast is ready to download. Hey, it's been amazing hanging out with you again this week. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Suncast. And thanks, as always, for listening. Until next time, stay informed, my friend, and stay tuned.